Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11 and meet me at verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. want to welcome everybody in the building today once again. Welcome everybody worshiping with us online. Welcome everybody that will watch and listen to the podcast Welcome. So glad that you are joining us today. We've been in a series and we've been talking about faith and this series is going to at least continue through the end of May. Every Wednesday, I encourage you to join me on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. at truelifefc.org slash watch. And every Sunday we've been talking about faith. And how many of you feel like you've been growing in your faith in this series? Yes, I see your hands. It's been good and it's only going to get better. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so through this passage of Scripture, the writer of Hebrews tells us that it's, it's not that it's difficult to have faith uh, and, and to please God without faith. It's not that it's hard to you know, please God without faith. He tells us that it's impossible to please God without faith. And so faith is the necessary ingredient in order for us to please God. And how many of you really want to please God? I mean, you that is your desire. You want to please him. You want him to have pleasure in you. You want him to take delight in you. You want to please God. Well, the writer of Hebrews tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please him, which tells us that faith is required in order to please God. We're going to have to trust, believe, and rely on God, have confidence in God, because that's what pleases him. And one of the things that we must believe is that he exists. And too often, you and I as believers, as saints of God, act as if God doesn't even exist. We act as if God is not real. We act as if God is not alive. And you can take that verse down, Jerry, if you like. We act as if God doesn't even exist. Because when we act as if he doesn't exist, this is when we begin to have anxiety and doubt and worry and concern. And we act as if he doesn't exist. But faith says we're going to please him. And if we're going to please him, we must believe that he does exist. That we can, uh, we're not alone, we're not by ourselves, that he exists and he's real and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that God rewards faith. So two things in order to please God, we have to believe that he exists and act as if he exists, and we have to believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Somebody say, God is a rewarder. So it's important that we understand that God is pleased when we are believing him for something that hasn't manifested yet. Let me say it again. God is pleased when we are believing him for something that hasn't manifested yet. And some of you people have been believing God for things that haven't manifested yet. And you're trusting and you're believing and you're relying and you're holding on to the things of God and the promises of God that you haven't received yet. And let me tell you this, God is pleased with that. 
This is what pleases him, that you continue to believe him even though you don't see. This is what faith is all about. We walk by faith, not by sight. So I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved by what I believe. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm moved by what I believe. I'm not moved by what's taking so long. I'm moved by that I believe that God is a man that cannot lie. And that's what pleases him, that my people are believing me and they haven't received the manifestation yet. That's pleasing to God. And that's what brings God, that's what brings him pleasure. When you believe him and you haven't seen the manifestation yet. Now, Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, Romans chapter 1 and verse 17, the apostle Paul tells us, He says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Will you say that last part with me, the just shall live by faith? Ready? Let's say it. The just shall live by faith. Say it one more time. Now, when we understand that the just shall live by faith, we have to understand who the just are. The just are the ones that have been declared righteous. The just are the ones that have been justified by God, and God is treating them as if they've never sinned before. This is the justified, the one that confesses with their mouth the Lord Jesus and believes in their heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the just. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's the just. The just believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, and then God then begins to declare them righteous. They're no longer a sinner. They are now righteous, and they are in right standing with God. And they are, and I'm talking about you, are in the condition acceptable to God. And so God is looking at the just, and you have to receive all of this by faith that you are the righteousness of God. you got to receive it by faith that God is declaring you righteous. you got to believe it. But then, because you are just, you have to live by faith. So now you've been declared in right standing with God. You're acceptable to God. God's not treating you like you've sinned. Matter of fact, do righteous people sin? Yes, right? But we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus. 1 John 2 tells us that. That if, that if not when, if we sin, he's going to take care of that already for us. Glory be to God. So righteous people sin, but that doesn't make us sinners. We're still righteous, and we have Jesus who is interceding for us. Glory be to God. So we're still the righteousness of God. Even if we miss the mark and make a mistake, we're still in right standing with God. We're still acceptable to God. And because we're acceptable to God, then we are, ought to live by faith. So we are to walk by faith, talk by faith, moment by moment, step by step, day by day, conversation by conversation should be by faith because faith pleases God. And so we are to live by faith. Now, today I want to talk about the spirit of faith. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, will be our basis for today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13. Paul, the apostle, wrote this verse as well. And I do have to say something pretty funny here. Just humor me. Um, John and Paul went to a men's meeting. I spoke at a men's group yesterday, and John and Paul went with me, and they rode in my van. 
And my wife said, can you, can you believe it? You had the apostle Paul and the disciple John in the car with you. <laughs> Glory to God. That was a side note. All right, here we go. Let's get back to work. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13. It says, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. We believe and therefore speak. We believe and therefore speak. And this is called the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith believes and speaks. The spirit of faith believes first and then speaks what it believes. The spirit of faith believes first and then speaks what it believes. Why are you saying the same thing over and over again? Because I want your spirit to get this. The spirit of faith believes and then the spirit of faith also speaks. So the word was written so that it could be spoken. The reason why we have this, this word of God, the scriptures, the Bible, it's not so that we can be all high lofty and have it on the, or have it on the table or keep it in the hotels. No, it's so that we can grab this word and put it in our mouth. You don't even have to come up with anything to say. You can just grab the word of God, find a promise from God, and begin to speak the word of God. That is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith speaks what it believes. Now, I want to challenge you with this because I've challenged myself with this. Anytime you're talking, you are speaking your faith. Let me say it again. Anytime you are talking, you are speaking what you believe. Anytime you're talking, you are releasing your faith. And so people sometimes with this faith message, they'll begin to say, well, you know, you're lying. You know, when you say that I, I, I'm healed, oh, you know, I got back pain, you say I'm healed. And, well, you're lying, you're not healed, you got pain in your back. No, no, I'm not lying. I'm telling you what I believe. I'm not telling you what I feel. I'm telling you what I believe. And, and here's the thing. Don't try to get weird and convince somebody of something silly, okay? Uh, I'm a billionaire. Okay, okay. That, that, you're, you're being, that, that's goofy and, and silly, okay? I'm talking about you really believe, so you don't believe you're a billionaire. Stop that. Stop that. Footnote, I just got to say this. You know how many days, not, just, just listen to this for a second. You know how many seconds are, are a million seconds? I'll tell you. 12 days. 12 days are a million seconds. You know how many seconds are a billion seconds? Or how many days are a billion seconds? 32 years. So somebody, I'm a billionaire. That's, that, that's, that's, that's a lot. And so when you hear about billionaires, they, they got a lot. They got a whole lot. I don't know why I'm telling you that. But they got a they got, a, they got a whole lot. So when someone said, well, millionaire, billionaire, same thing. No. It's entirely different. They were saying, somebody needs to hear this because I didn't plan to go this direction. If you had $1,000 for every day since the year 0000, day one of 00000, till the day you would have 
a little more than $10 billion. And there are people that have way more than $10 billion. There is so much money in circulation right now that every person could have $10 million. That's how much money is in circulation. So you talking about, I just need $500 to, to pay this car payment? It's out there. It's not a lack of money. It's in circulation, and God can get anything to you from anyone, anywhere, at any time. He can get it to you. He can call upon a billionaire and get it to you. He can call upon a millionaire and get it to you. Hallelujah. And guess what? He will. Glory be to God. It's not what's for somebody, but he will. He'll get it to you. And so when we're talking about believing, speaking what we believe, we're not talking about making up something so that you can convince somebody else that you believe something that you don't actually believe. No, we're talking what do you believe and then declare what you believe. And when you declare what you believe while you're talking, that is the spirit of faith. Somebody say, I have the spirit of faith. Everybody say, I have the spirit of faith. Faith must be in your heart and in your mouth. The spirit of faith does not care what color your skin is. The spirit of faith does not care what gender you are. The spirit of faith does not care how old you are or how young you are. The spirit of faith will speak what it believes and it will come to pass because this is how faith works. The way we gave our life to the Lord is we believed in our heart and spoke it out of our mouth. Salvation took place right then. We're to live the same way as how we started. To believe in our heart and speak it out of our mouth and stop these limitations. Well, I'm the wrong color. You know, I'm the wrong color. I mean, black folks, we got to work 10 times harder than white folks. Stop that. The spirit of faith can get you places that no man can get you. Well, I'm just a woman and, you know, they don't like women here and, I, and I'm, just, I'm just a little old woman. No, you got the spirit of faith on the inside of you. And the spirit of faith will cause things to come to pass because it doesn't care about your color, your gender, or your age. My kids get things from God because they're operating in the spirit of faith. I've seen it. They believe God. I want some Jordans. Next thing you know, my parents then bought them some Jordans. I wasn't going to buy them Jordans. But they released their faith, believed God, and God provided for them. Come on, somebody. Say the spirit of faith. faith. Say it louder. The spirit of faith. faith. Is there faith in the house today? And so we must understand that the belief is there to be spoken. It's not okay just to believe something and not speak it. The belief is there to be spoken. When I I was single and I was believing God to meet a wife, thank God he led me to my beautiful, virtuous wife. She is the most blessed woman in the world when she married me. And so I, I used to say this every day. Today is the day I meet my wife. I say that every day before I met her. Today is the day. I meet my, I wake up in the morning. Today's the day. 
Why am I saying that? I didn't, I didn't call and get on Facebook. Hey, everybody, today's the day I meet my wife. I, I didn't do that. I didn't call everybody on the phone. Hey, guys, I just want you to know today. No, no, no. I'm speaking into the atmosphere what I believe. And guess what? There was a day where she met me. <laughs> if you know my story, that makes more sense. There was a day, our story, where, where we met and it came to pass. Now, it took years but it came to pass. Somebody say, it came to pass. So the spirit of faith believes and then it speaks. This is the same spirit of faith that even God himself has. Let's look at Mark chapter 11 and we'll read verses 12 through 14 and then we'll jump down to 20 through 24. Mark chapter 11, 12 through 14. It says, now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, He was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to it perhaps if to see, he went to it to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Look at verse 14. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. So Jesus spoke to a tree. Did you know that you can speak to things? The spirit of faith will speak to things. When when I, um, how many many have been broke before? I mean, just be honest, you just didn't have no money, you've been broke. Not everybody, okay. Everybody, most of y'all just had a lot of money. But I see y'all, you've been broke. Man, we didn't have money to pay the bills sometimes. We had more bills than we had money. I used to speak to my wallet. I would talk to it. Be filled. Oh, that seems crazy. I'm paying my bills now. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Be filled, wallet, in Jesus' name. I'm talking to the wallet. Why? Because the wallet was talking to me. Some of y'all catch that later on. He was saying, I ain't got enough. You can't do that. You ain't got enough. You don't have. You ain't got enough. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be broke. You broke. We broke. We broke. So I said, I need to talk back to the wallet. In response, Jesus spoke to the tree. The tree was talking to him. The tree said to him, without a mouth, nanny, nanny, poo, poo, you can't eat from me today. (laughs) Jesus said, in response to it, Jesus said, let no one then eat fruit from you ever again. He cursed. That's the only time we see Jesus cursed an object. He cursed that tree. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Well, let's pick it up in verse 20. Look at verse 20, Mark chapter 11, verse 20. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they, the disciples, saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, and let's take a look at this. I'll finish. Look at verse 22. 21, I'm sorry. And Sorry, Jerry, I got you all over. Verse 21. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Look at verse 23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Look at verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So let's pause and back up. Here in verse 20, Jesus And his disciples walked by the fig tree, and the fig tree was dried up from the roots. This thing 
in 24 hours, not only was laying over, it was up out of the ground. Jesus' words were beneath the surface first and uprooted that tree in the invisible realm, underneath the surface, and that tree was up out of the ground, dried up within 24 hours. Your words are powerful. Your words are working in the invisible realm first, then the visible. See, this is why, the, the reason why the, the devil telling you it's not working, because he knows you can't see in that invisible realm. But he knows it's working. He's trying to get you to quit. He's trying to get you to stop. He's trying to get you to cave in. He's trying to get you to stop operating in the spirit of faith that it's not working because you can't see anything. But if you're in the spirit of faith, you don't care what you can see. You only operate by what you believe. So watch this. The mountain is an insurmountable problem. Because look in verse 22. We'll go to verse 22 real quick. 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. He, he saw that they saw, listen, when you speak something, it's working even if you can't see it working. It's working. I'm preaching to myself this morning. It's working even when I don't see it working. It's working. And then in the next verse, verse 23, he, he says to him, whoever says to this mountain, and let's pause here, this mountain is an insurmountable problem. What kind of problem do you have that seems overwhelming, insurmountable, bigger than you? More than what you can do on your own. What kind of problem do you have? And if it was God's will for the mountain to be there, Jesus would not have told you to move it. Are you listening to me today? Someone, well, God gave me this mountain. Well, why did he tell us how to move it? If he gave it to us, he said, this is how you get rid of it. Well, here's somebody, well, uh, well sometimes you got to climb your mountain. God didn't tell you to climb your mountain. Well, you know, sometimes you got to hike up the mountain because uh, the mountain is uh, it's high, uh, it's mighty, uh, and it's insurmountable. <laughs> no. So you're going to have to climb. No. He said, speak to the mountain. He said, talk to the mountain. He said, move the mountain with your mouth. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. And it may have taken years for the mountain to get there, and it may take years to remove it. So you're going to have to stay patient. That mountain didn't just appear in your life. It took a while to get there, so it might take a while to get it moved, but Jesus says it will move. Somebody say, move mountain. Move mountain. And so watch this. Faith believes that God is immediately working the moment you say. Now, let's look at verse 23, if you don't mind, Jerry. Let's put that on the screen. Look at verse 23 again. He, he says, whoever says to this mountain. So Jesus is talking to a mountain. He was talking to a literal fig tree. Now he's talking to a mountain. He says, be removed. Now he's talking to it and be cast into the sea. And I love this part. He says, whoever says. Somebody say, I'm a, I'm a whoever. Whoever says, whoever shall have whatever. Whoever shall have whatever. Whoever shall have whatever. I'll prove it to you. Be removed and be cast into the sea. 
He, do, he doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So watch this. I'm a whoever, and I can have whatever I say. But here's the important part. In this verse, Jesus is telling us to believe once. If you believe, but he tells us to say it three times. So watch this. I said to you, whoever says, that's once, to this mountain, be, be, be removed and be cast on the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, that's two, he will have whatever he says, that's three. He will have whatever he said. So three times Jesus is saying, if you say it more than you believe it, you'll have it. Mm. I hope you're getting this today. Because Jesus didn't say you will have whatever you think. Jesus didn't say you will have whatever you want, Kurt. Jesus didn't say you will have whatever you need. What did he say? You're going to have what you say. Well, I don't, I don't do a lot of talking. You better start. And you don't got to talk to me. You, you could just, this is, I don't be, I don't sit up and, and be talking. I be, this is me in my office or on my porch with the Lord. I'm talking out loud, just saying it. Yeah, you know what, Lord? I'll, you know what? That favor, we'll, we, we have that in the name of Jesus. Favor, we have that favor in that, that situation. You know what? Yeah, the doctors are, are saying this. And, and listen, uh, don't fight the doctor, okay? Stop fighting the doctor, but fight the report. Are you, are you listening to me? Too often we fight in the doctor. Don't fight the doctor. Fight the doctor's report. And don't deny that it exists. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. Well, I don't, that doctor's report is a lie. No, that's the report. Okay? It's the report. That's the doctor's report. Now you get the report of the Lord and begin to declare the report of the Lord and watch the doctor's report change. Woo! I'm keeping you alive today. By this word, glory be to God. Most people want to receive before they believe. But Jesus said, you're going to have to believe before you receive. And the vehicle by which you receive it is you got to say it. You got to speak it. You got to say it. We, we, I can tell y'all example after example after example of just simply saying something and God providing it. I'll give you one example. The iPad mini came out. This was years ago. The iPad mini, the small iPad mini, and I really wanted the iPad mini. I just, I, and so I just mentioned the state. I said, babe, I, I want an iPad mini. You know what? I, I believe I'm going to receive an iPad mini. You don't have to say my, my language, but that was kind of the way I said, I, I, I would like an iPad mini. I, I just, you know what? I'm going to get an iPad mini. I, I believe, I believe I'm going to get an iPad mini. I'll receive an iPad mini. That's all I said to her. Moved on, kept doing what we're doing. Pastor calls me up, local church pastor, calls me up and says, hey, man, come hang out. Come hang out with me. Okay, what do you need? He goes, well, I, I got some things I need to talk about. Okay, let's, let's hang out. What's going on? He ain't talked to me about nothing. I'm like, I thought you had some stuff that was on your heart you need to talk about. Hey, can you run to the, to the, to the South Park Mall with me? And uh, I said, well, I, I guess I got a little time. Okay. 
Talk to you. you need to talk. Yeah, I got to talk to you about some stuff on the way. Go to the way. I need to run into this Apple store. Okay, so I'm, I'm doing the thing, and I get back. We get back, get back to, to his church, and my car is parked there. I'm thinking, I just wasted a lot of time. He didn't talk about nothing. He comes and opens his backpack. He said, the Lord told me to buy you an iPad mini. I, I could not. I literally, truth be told, I started crying. It, because I knew it was the Lord. I didn't say nothing to anybody. And I don't cry. If you know me, I do not cry. My son, Zayvon, told me the other day, I've never seen you cry. I said, like, come on, buddy. He's like, I never have. I was like, well, maybe you haven't seen me cry. But I normally don't cry. But I cried at that moment because I knew it was God. And God's saying, listen, if you delight yourself in the Lord, I'll give you the desires of your heart. If you believe it and speak it, I'll manifest it. And there I was taking home an iPad mini, and I had just a couple days before just said it. I even asked Stacy, did you call this pastor? She said, no, I don't, I, would, I don't ever talk to him. I said, it was the Lord. You believe it, and you speak it. Somebody say, I believe, I believe. And, I speak. and I speak. When you see a report... Uh, whether it's with your kids, whatever it might be, man, this is the report. There are situations that was going on with one of my kids. This is what the report said. I said, Stacy, give me this report. She gave me the report. This, that, and a third. I grabbed a verse out of the Bible that addressed this, that, and a third. I put my child's name in that verse, and I began to declare out of my mouth, what the word said about what issue that report said he had. I'm not playing around. Some of y'all playing around. I'm not playing around. That needs to be gone. Within a couple years, we get reports back saying all that stuff on the first report is no longer there anymore. This is the spirit of faith. This is the spirit of faith. Stop playing around. Being serious. I'm being firm with you. You're playing around. Oh, well, I just got this pain. Oh, I'm, I'm so much in pain. And some of you like being in pain. I just, yeah, because I can tell everybody I'm in pain. I'm in pain. You feel sorry for me in pain. God said you can get rid of the pain with the spirit of faith. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. amen. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. Therefore, I speak. Therefore, I speak. Now, look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We'll read verses 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, I want you to notice something in this passage of Scripture. That in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we understand the earth was dark. It was void. It was completely dark. And the Spirit of God was on the earth. And it was still dark. Then God said, look how dark it is. Is that what he said? It is so dark out here. My gosh, I, wish, I just wish I had some light. 
It is, it is pitch black dark, man. It is void. It is dark. Oh, by God, it's dark. By myself, it's so dark. Look how dark. Is that what he said? Huh? He said what he wanted to see. But too often, you and I are saying what we see instead of what we're wanting to see. Nothing happened until something was spoken. Do you see that? It was dark. The Spirit of God was there, and it was dark. And nothing was happening until God spoke. And then he spoke what he wanted to happen. And not what was happening. So many of you, you're dealing with your children. Oh, you're you're just a stubborn boy. You're, You're calling things as they are. We start saying, you're such an obedient boy. I know it sounds crazy, but we're calling things that be not as though they were. You're, oh, you're getting on my nerves. You, I, got, I got more energy for you than I've ever had in my life. You, you, oh, you're, I tell you what, son, you're, you, you're going you're to be all right. You're going to be all right. Amen. But too often, you ain't, you no good child, you good for nothing. And then they turn out that way. And then you wonder why they turn out that way, because you've been calling them that. You've been speaking that. And nothing was happening until something was spoken. God spoke and light came because he spoke something and it rearranged and changed things. When you begin to say you are on the way. You get that. When you begin to say you're on the way, when you, if God can move your mouth, he can move every itch issue that you have in life. But he's got to get you to move your mouth first in that, in that area, in that arena. When you begin to say, this is the spirit of faith, you are on your way. Now, real quick, this is not going to be on the screen, but I want you to see something. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, we said, then God said. Verse 6, then God said. Verse 7, and it was so. Verse 9, God said. And it was so. Verse 11, God said, and it was so. Verse 14, God said. Verse 15, and it was so. Verse 20, God said. And verse 21, God saw. Verse 24, God said. Verse 24, and it was so. Verse 26, God said. Verse 28, God said. Verse 29, God said. And then we get to verse 31, and it says, God saw everything that he made. God saw everything that he made. How did he make it? Huh? He didn't like grab something in his hands and just formulate it together and construct it and build it like Legos. Is that how he got it? No. He said it. And when he said it, he saw it. He said it, he saw it. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says, let, let us make man in our image. We are in the image of God. So if God can speak and things come to pass, we can also speak and things come to pass in our sphere of influence. Now, God's sphere of influence is enormous, but in our sphere of influence, we can speak and see what we've been saying. I can see what you've been saying, 
by just simply looking at your life. Well, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And then I look at you and you look tired. Why is that? Because you've been saying it. And because you've been saying it, we're seeing it. But what if you start saying, I am strong. Even when, I'm not saying deny that you're tired, but you start saying, I'm strong. I am well able. That's what I've been saying. This is my new one now. I am well able. Glory to God. Say, I am well able. There are some things coming up on my desk that I don't know how we're going to do that. But guess what, the, guess what Caleb said in Numbers chapter 13? I am well able. He says, we are well able to do it. That's my new one. I'm well able. We're well able. Well, it don't look like, how you going to do it? I don't know, but we're well able. We're well able. Come on, somebody say, we're well able. When you begin to speak what you believe, you'll begin to see what you've been saying. This is the spirit of faith, and this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.